episode 63 of slam city guys it's ray moore here mr mech on a cold and breezy day in november my favorite kind of weather yep and you know we're back here and you know took some time i had to do some important things for grad school but i'm here i'm ready to go um just so you know i'm watching justice league tonight and i'm hoping it's a good movie i know a lot of people have mixed reviews about it a lot of critics have been harsh about it but i'm not really surprised at all i mean it people have been killing dc for the past couple of years because they've they, been rushing everything yeah they keep trying to jump the gun they're not doing the avengers um formula well i mean avengers formula. cyborg hasn't had his own movie Aquaman yeah. hasn't had his own movie which if you think about those two storylines those are two great storylines yeah like aquaman alone seems kind of epic if you can do what you did for aquaman with wonder woman yeah he should have his own movie so yeah, and Batman I, didn't even have a real setup. Like, well, he you saw him for the first time in Batman versus Superman. Well, technically, and you know this is a sports entertainment podcast, so we talk about entertainment stuff as well. But technically, Christian Bale was Batman, but they wanted to put Ben Affleck in because Christian Bale they want to come back. So I mean, I have nothing against that. I mean, I thought Ben Affleck was gonna be okay. I think it was gonna be great like but this, but those those storylines don't even mesh. Like between the last Batman to where we see him again in Batman versus Superman, it's not even the same storyline. Like, Robin took over. Batman was gone. He disappeared in Europe. Yeah. He told everybody who he really was. Everybody knew he was Bruce Wayne, and the chapter kind of closed. And then you, you see Ben Affleck. Yeah, I know. And it's like Bane never happened, and he never got old, and he's been Batman all this time. So it's just, it, it's two totally different storylines, and that's DC's problem. They just keep, they can't commit. But Wonder Woman was pretty good. I mean, that's the only thing that's kind of saving them, if anything. Yeah, no, I, I liked Wonder Woman. But, again, you could have had more. You could have done that three more times, introduced three more characters with proper introduction to Batman, Cyborg and Aquaman, and the Flash. You need a Flash movie. Yeah, that's true. So you, you set it up. You set yourself up for failure. You missed four separate opportunities to really get it popping now before you, you jumped into the Justice League. I, I just hope that this is like a you know the next part, which is probably going to be like Dark Side or whatever in part two, that will actually be better than this part. Maybe they're just building up to that. I mean, I, I keep saying, I mean, I, I heard from critics saying that it's moving in the direction of where it could be potentially, but I mean, only time will tell. I mean, maybe the next movie will be better than this one. But um, what did you think of Thor, though? Because Thor was pretty good. Loved it. It was great. It. And awesome. a lot of people are probably saying the ending. It's kind of obvious. Styles of ship kind of looks like it. And a lot of people are saying, well, why is he there? Like, how, how, is, how did they find him? Well, if you guys looked at it closely at the end of the movie, we were just talking about this because we were debating on what stone it was. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Loki had to put the fire within to, you know, get Ragnar to come out and destroy Asgard and destroy Hela. Um, look at it closely. That was the cube. And it was a Tesseract. Yeah, Thanos is stone hunting. Yeah, he's stone hunting. He probably figured out that the stone was on the ship. That's why the ship's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And he figured that the cube is on the ship. And it also kind of leads to that trailer, if you guys seen it, from comic-con a leak trailer uh how when thor was on guardians of the galaxy ship in space just laying out there and it kind of made me leads up to that we don't know yet but some crazy stuff i gotta go see that trailer i'm telling you i'll show it to you after this show at least it's part of it if anything but there's been a lot of epicness happening lately especially uh in the world of sports boston took down the defending champs last night yeah uh which I have, I have um, my own theories. First of all, I just want to start off by saying no disrespect to Boston. I think they're the best team in the East. No, I, I have nothing against them either. I feel like a lot of people have been missing out 
over almost a month into the NBA season and saying, well, because the Celtics were 0-2, now they're, they won 14 straight, and like, oh, they have an easy schedule and everything and this and that. Look, you play the, the games you're supposed to play, right? It's hard for any team to win 14 straight. I mean, you can be period. great. In and, this league, and you, Yeah, I mean, the Warriors were on the streak, too. They were, like, on a seven-game winning streak heading into yesterday's game, and they could have won that game. And I felt like the Warriors didn't just really respect the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hurt them back into that second half because Curry was in foul trouble. Durant was, you know, wasn't really shooting well from, from three. It was Clay. Draymond Green had some moments. Andre Iguodala had dunks on them. Mm-hmm. But Celtics kept fighting. I mean, Irving had a great game. He took out the mask in the second half because he was just tired of it. He couldn't yeah, see. And And to be honest, when you wear a mask, and I don't even know how football players do this because I felt like for football players, when they wear those helmets, especially for quarterbacks, they don't really see a lot well and they make these throws mm-hmm. and then Irving made this complaint like you know like with the mask he can't really see like the passes or he can't make the passes because he's just having like one side looking at in front of him so he had to take it off and you know he, he had some scoring in the fourth quarter he came out clutch um, Jalen Brown played a, played a great game mm-hmm. Al Holford played a great game like these guys Marcus Smart even though he wasn't shooting well he's just being relentless on defense and doing all this, these extra possessions for them Mm-hmm. Um, the team was just really aggressive. And the only question I have is this, though. Are they actually a legit finals contender? We might know they were going to be a playoff contender. But are they a team that can I, I actually think, make it to I the finals? So. I think so. Now, my, my other thing is I don't know if they can do that to the Warriors in seven games. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That, I, I, mean, I don't know if that can happen because what I, what I was arguing with, with a lot of Celtics fans last night <laughs> is that <clears> – <throat> No, you guys absolutely played great. Yeah. And then on the other side of that coin, the Warriors played trash. Steph Curry's shooting percentage was awful. Yeah. And you only won by what was it, four points? Yeah, something like that. Ninety two eighty eight. And I remember so, earlier into the game into the um, the night, Charles Barkley's like he's not gonna they're not gonna hold the Warriors to ninety points. Well they hold them to eighty eight. Yeah, he he and, was he was right because it was less than that. Yeah. And and you, you have to figure number one the Warriors played badly. So Steph had a real bad shooting night. Mm-hmm. He had open looks, so it's not like the defense was that great. They yeah. had open looks. But I personally, personally can attest for at least three extra points that should have come from blown foul calls. Andre Ugudala got fouled twice. Once They were both dunks. He got fouled twice. Should have been and one. There was a lot of calls that they weren't calling against the Warriors. Yeah, the, and it's because it's a Boston thing. I mean, right. we're all used to it. Don't 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 worry, Warrior fans. I know you guys were probably frustrated. You didn't get a lot of free throws and everything. Listen, Welcome us Knicks. Knicks life. Yeah, Knicks life was the same thing when we go to Boston. Why do you think Walt Clyde Frazier every time he goes to Boston, he's like, I hate Boston because they always find a way to cheat. They do this thing where they turn off the. I remember in the seventies, he said something about they turn off the air conditioner. To make the court so hot and stuff for the players and like make him feel uncomfortable, they do a lot of things that are like strange, but also cheating in a well, way. They get they get hometown calls as yeah. I as I feel every hometown team should. Yeah, only Boston though gets it, and not the other teams. And it's almost like even like the Red Sox against the Yankees, the same thing. Although Yankees have been winning anyway, but still like you know they they get calls. The New England Patriots, I mean. Come on, Foxborough is like the the best home field advantage you will ever have in the Tom Brady Bel- Belichick era. 
because they get everything. They got all these flags. Tom Brady's like great on, at home, and he, they're great on the road too. But they're the best at home, mm-hmm. and that's why it's always rare to see them lose at home. Like people don't see it coming and stuff like that. But just Boston itself is just it's so so mystic in, in a way because they have all these calls, and it gets annoying. Yeah, that, saw I, I saw a lot of like you you credit you credit Boston for playing this hard nosed defense. But it's easy to play defense when you're not calling fouls. Yeah. Like if you can hit Kevin Durant on the wrist or hit Andre Iguodala during a dunk mm-hmm. twice and there's no calls, like nothing happens, and you only win by four points, and Steph has a crazy bad shooting night. Which will Durant, probably never happen in seven-game series. Right. Like they go eight for 32 or something Durant like that. Durant has a crazy bad shooting night. Yeah. Clay Thompson isn't really accurate. And you got all these calls, and you only beat them by four points. That was an impressive win. Yeah. It was an impressive win. But when Steph isn't hitting shots, like, if Steph had hit half, you all, again, he only needs to make two shots for you to either be tied or lose. Mm-hmm. Two three-pointers, and you lose the game. You lose by two points. So, yeah. you know, all things considered, I, I don't. Yes, they're a great team, but I'm not going to sit here and, and overinflate it because it took a great performance with a lot of breaks by Boston against a team that played poorly. But one of their main stars is shooting bad. Yeah. Shots that he normally makes in his sleep. Well, a lot of, I mean, a lot of them. like we, we Wide do. open threes. Yeah, and it happens. You know, you have a game where they go all... I mean, they're not the same, and, you know, people are going to be like, oh, you know, they won the game, but, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't shoot well. And what I say to that is that the Celtics play the way that they're supposed to play against a team like the Warriors mm-hmm. or like the Rockets. Like these are teams where you can't outshoot them because a lot of teams try to do that and mm-hmm. they get killed. You gotta be able to just grind it out, you know. Because look, the first quarter the Warriors were up twenty eight eighteen. The second quarter they had they only scored nineteen. Celtics scored twenty four. So you know they mm-hmm. came back the Celtics. Then the Warriors scored 21 in the third quarter, and Boston scored 26. Then Boston scored 24, and the, the Warriors scored 20. So you taking out that first quarter, they really played well defensively. They only gave up almost like 20 points in each quarter, 20 to 21, I could say. Mm-hmm. But, but if you look at it closely, though, that whole game, what really elevated them to win was Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm was Al Hofer in, in spurts where he made big shots where you see a guy like um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yeah, six assists. He, yeah, but he didn't really get a pop until the fourth quarter. He scored 11 in the fourth quarter. He didn't, know, but, but he made big shots. They were all free throws. Yeah. Like, he, he just kept getting foul calls, and he was getting the calls that Golden State wasn't getting. Yeah. So, I again, you know, 11 points and most of them are free throws. Come on, bro. Like, what are we really talking about here? Damn, it's also Brad Stevens. You know, he's a great coach. Absolutely. A lot of people got to understand that. He's a coach that is good at making adjustments, but he's a, he's a guy who's always about the attention to details, the little things mm-hmm. that he focuses on more than anything that will keep you in the game, that will, that will keep you within one or two against an opponent. But more importantly, that will make the players feel more hunger when they're on the court because these are guys that are, are scrappy defenders or scrappy Absolutely. players that give effort. Team full of defensive effort. Yeah, effort. And people, you know, and I was one of those people heading to the season. I thought when they lost Bradley, when they lost Crowder, I thought they wouldn't 
play good defensively, mm-hmm. and yet they're still playing good defensively. Well, don't get don't get me wrong though, Bradley and Crowder are great defensive players. Yeah, like they that really was a loss. Yeah, now they they've made up for it. Well, Jalen Brown, who's young, who's yeah. twenty one or twenty two, he's I playing would say. his role. He's, he's playing his role. He's gonna be supposed to be a good defender in this league, and then hopefully his, his offensive scoring is gonna help them out as well. Jason Tatum, he had to grow up quick because Gordon Haywood was out for the right. year. So he had to step in there, and he's been playing well too. Mm-hmm. He's been being player the Lonzo Ball, which we'll talk about more because it's a lot of topics we got to talk about in the NBA. But besides that, like going back to this game, then you look at how Draymond Green was arguing about foul calls throughout the game. We talk about how they they're not getting any calls. So you know, a lot of people are gonna say, well, they won this game because they didn't score Warriors. But listen, you won 14 straight. A lot of teams can't do that yeah. in this league. There's nothing. There's nothing to sneeze at with 14 straight without yeah. Gordon Haywood on the team. I mean, they're 14 and two. They have the best record in the NBA yeah, right now. Yeah, that's crazy. The that's Warriors crazy. are 11 and four. The Rockets won yesterday with blowout fashion. That's um, crazy. The, so they're 12 and four. So they're number one. They were the Rockets. Philly. Yeah. Well, they're playing the Suns. The the Rockets. Oh, the Suns. That was yeah. the Suns game. Now, I mean, they scored 90 points heading into the second half. Jeez. 90 points. That's like some video game stuff where you put the game on rookie mode or you just master Hall of Fame and you just know how to score effectively and stuff and play defense. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And like the East is so weird because the East, Southern's are 14 and 2. They're they're 7 and 1 at home, 7 and 1 on the road. I mean, we know those two losses, though. They were the Cavaliers, lost a close game, and then the second game after that, and after that, they won 14 straight. And to be honest, if they won that Cavaliers game, I mean, anything could have changed. They could have been maybe even 15 and 1 or 16 and 0. We don't even know. Very close to sixteen and zero. Yeah, so Very we don't know for sure. Pistons are ten and four. I mean, Pistons are ten and four. I didn't see that coming. They're they're good at home. They're seven and one and three and three on the road. The Wizards are nine and five. I still think they're underachieving because they should have a better roster. They should be able to win more games. But they look like they're a team that's going to be third or four. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're five and three, four and five and three on the home, four two, um, away. Then you have the Raptors who are nine and five. I mean, they are where they are. They'll be like a fourth seeded team or whatever. They have the, the roster, but for some reason they can't elevate it. They're four and one at home. They're five and four on the road. The Knicks are fifth seed right now at eight and six, and they are seven and three at home and one and three on the road. So Knicks got to learn have a they have to learn to win on the road because you know I know the road's different from home. We keep telling people that playing on the road is completely different than playing at home. The crowd, the noise, like all that stuff, just for any team in general. Even like when you play in high school or you do, you're on the road to another school, or whatever. It's kind of hard to like replicate what you do at home. So that's why it's always difficult to win. But if you try to win, it's good. The Bucks are eight and six as well. They're five and three at home, three and three on the road. The Seventy Sixers are eight and six. Um, they are two and two at home, six and four on the road. So, you know, the 76ers are going to be there, though, which makes that Christmas matchup interesting between Knicks and the 76ers because, you know, yeah, these teams are good. With, with Tim Hardaway coming into it. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't see the game, but I heard he played amazing yeah. that last game. Yeah, against the Jazz, he did he play he well. Carried it, carried yeah, he carried that, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, but 76ers and Knicks on Christmas is going to be interesting. You're going to see Porzingis and MB. You're going to see Ben Simmons. You're going to see Tim Hardaway. You're going to see Frank Niakila. Like, it's going to be an interesting matchup, especially in the Garden. Frank's got to shoot, man. Well, we've been talking about that, too, in the show because about Frank and, and this whole criticism against him for some reason. I don't know why. Because um, he's not shooting. Well, that, too, but he's, he's done other stuff, too. You know, they just want just him one. to shoot. I know. I know. You know. We all want him to shoot, but he's got to get it down. He's got to get it down. It, that's where the Dennis Smith 
comparisons start coming in. Yeah, but Dennis Smith, the problem with this is that I'd rather have a guy who's a defensive player drafted than a guy who's already offensive because you can't teach them defense. You you know, you, you are who you are mm-hmm. when you get drafted. It's easier to, to make a player grow offensively than it is for a defensive player to, I mean, for it is for an offensive player to, to learn defense. You know, defense, I, you have it, you have it. I 100% agree with you. And I don't have any. I don't have any problem with that. He's got Kawhi Leonard, man. The issue is just the fact that the comparisons are coming because Dennis Smith is an offensive threat. He is. I don't think gets him. He's a. You know what he is? He's, he's like a, a a poor man, Steve Francis, right now. He's not a hundred percent Steve Francis yet. He's but, young. But, he's, but he's, he's young. Also yeah. Young, un, un, unpolished Steve Francis. Yeah. He's athletically gifted. He makes all these crazy dunks or whatever. But like I said before, like you are where you are in this league. If you're a defensive player, you, you know you can use that. If you're an offensive player, you're an offensive player. I mean, look at Kawhi Leonard. The guy came into his league averaging nearly eight points as a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Now he's growing to some two-way best player when he's healthy in the game. And that's I like that. I'd rather have that type of player because I know you can grow somebody offensively. Look mm-hmm. at Patrick Ewing when he was with the Knicks. He was a defensive guy in college. Came into the league, worked on his offensive game, and he's great offensively. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Paul George. He's, you know, like those types of players, like Jimmy Butler, Avery Bradley, like these guys, they work no, on them. I hope. I, and not, I think Frank's going to be in that. I'm not anti. It's just some of these close games that we've lost, we probably wouldn't with with um. But he's Dennis. been playing in those those close games, Frank. That's the thing about no, it. No, no, like, no. But playing in Dennis close in those games, we would have won. Like those, Maybe, those, no, he, but he will also give up points. There's no, I, I'm not so sure about that. Means. Because most of those games, the games in my head that we lost, we lost at the rim, and we 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 didn't lose it due to like bad shooting or perimeter shooting. Like we lost it at the rim. I think Dennis can hold his own out there, and then it's just a matter of the rim. So, in that in that perspective, in that with that respect, it becomes a matter of outscoring the other team. And Frank passes up wide open shots, and he doesn't look for his own shot. And if you're not looking for your own shot, I say it all the time. If you're not an offensive minded player, it was my it was my big issue with um with uh what's this guy's name? He was on the Knicks. He he wasn't offensive minded at all. And it was oh uh the other point guard we had that we traded to the Wizards that went to the Wizards. What's his name? You mean you mean Grant? No no no. We traded him to the Wizards. He was a point guard. Oh, with us. Brandon Jennings. Jennings. Jennings was not a threat to score at all, ever, under any circumstance. That's true. He was not a... So, you're basically playing five on four, mm-hmm. right? And if he's not a threat to score, you're not covering him. And that's the problem we have with Frank. Frank doesn't demand coverage. So, those double teams can go flying at um, Porzingis or, or Tim Hardaway at any time because nobody's looking for... Even if you're not a prolific scorer, they be you a have threat. to be a threat. Yeah. They have to not... They have to be afraid to leave you by yourself... That's true. And if they're not doing that, which they don't do with Frank, we have a problem. That's true. They, nobody leaves Dennis Smith Dennis, uh, by himself. Nobody leaves that kid by himself because he's going to dunk on you or he's going to score. Like, everybody knows. And if he dishes while he's doing that, then he becomes a monster. That's now true. you don't know what you're doing. He gets Porzingis on his team, it's it's a different story. So if he was Maybe. on the Knicks, I just see it him, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Porzingis right now, the record would be better. But would I trade one for the other? No, because I believe in I believe in the process of uh, Philly. I believe in the process of growing a defensive player into an offensive-minded one. But he's also I think the reason why they wanted well, I mean, Bo Jackson's I wanted to pick Frank was because of the triangle, but also 
um, his passing, you know, being unselfish. He probably pushing is better. I mean, they haven't played a lot of time together, but I feel like when that chemistry develops, you're going to see Frank being that type of triple-double guy where he could get a lot of rebounds, a lot of assists, points. Then it could be like 10, 15 as a start, then grow. I mean, people said that he could be a bust or he could just be an all-star in this league. And I think he could be an all-star, and I could be, I think he could be better than that too. But only time will tell. But, I mean, look at the Cavaliers right now. They're eight and, they're six and, no, actually eight and seven. Mm-hmm. And they're the ninth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. They won three straight games. The uh, Pacers are seven and eight, and you know, list goes down. The Nets are five and nine. I mean, people have been sleeping on that Nets Kool Aid earlier in the season, like they're three and two, this and that. What happened now? They're five and nine, back down to earth. Like I said, you guys gotta relax with the Nets. This is what the Nets do. They they try to think that they're good, and then they go back down to earth. They just don't have the talent. They have the hustle players, but they don't have the talent yet. But the cat going back to the Cavaliers, <clears throat> look, the only problem I have with the Cavs is this. LeBron got to stop being petty to all the weaker teams and start playing basketball, okay? Because I don't see him doing this to the Warriors. I don't see him doing it against the Rockets. I don't even see him doing this against the top team in the, in the, in the Boston Celtics. Why are you attacking the Knicks as if that's going to help your team out? Because, oh, they should have picked that Smith Jr. over Franklin and Killa. Because he's a, he's a bully and a petty, petty bum from time to time. He is. And I hate it. Just plain and simple. Just do 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 do, do the contenders. Do do like the teams that are ahead of you, or the Knicks are ahead of you technically record wise. But still, let's, let's not forget that that one win they, he got in the Garden just evened up the season series. I know they won they that. Beat him, and so uh, my whole thing is, if he's the king of New York, does that make Porzingis the king of Akron? <laughs> he walked into your house and beat you by twenty. Like he beat you by way more than you beat him by. Yeah. So if you get if you get to take a little picture on Instagram, then he should have your billboard talking about we're all witnesses. Yeah. Or or Tim Hardaway should be on that because he's been dominating against the Cavaliers too on the road and even at home when he lost. All I'm saying is, what I'm saying, if you're the king of New York, I, I think we just took Akron. I think Harvard Jr. stepping in though for the Knicks though I because keep trying to tell people. I mean, those first three games, I know he looked like a bust with that contract. But then he started to, to settle in. He started to take some shots. He started now he's playing better. These these last like what is it like ten games or something like that? He's been playing well. And I think this is what we needed. We needed a guy who's gonna be a secondary scorer, who's gonna help Porzingis out. Wherever he, he's like struggling, he steps in. Mm-hmm. And this is what you need. And Ennis Cantor's another good player too. Listen, his toughness very much so going against LeBron, look he he's been through a lot mm-hmm. with the government and everything. Back in his home country, so he's not afraid of LeBron James. Okay, he's just a player to him. <laughs> he's that's what he is, just a player to him. And uh, what's what's his name? Oh yeah, off the bench, I like what Doug McDermott's been doing for them, getting that spark. He's been cutting to the basket, taking his threes, being patient with the offense. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's what we need for the I'm bench. Still mad we had to get rid of Kuz. I that's the only thing I I kind of I guess kind of just made me frustrated because. Sessions. I'd rather just ditch one of the centers. You have Def- no, four Noah, centers. Let, let, Noah, let Noah get out of here. I mean, like, you have four centers. One of them you don't even play at all because he's just not good on defense. See, I think Herman Gomez can transfer into a forward, though. His footwork, I think he That's can, a small forward? Yes. No, it's a power forward. Oh, it's a power forward. Uh, I think he can come off as a power forward. I think he could, too. But then you put Brazilians at center, and you got to deal with all that well, weight. That, I'm assuming that, not, no, he would be off the bench. Well, that's he could be, be off, off the bench, but he's yeah. not playing because Kyle Quinn is playing. He's been playing well. And Kyle Quinn is playing good, but 
Uh, I, I see if Kylo Quinn comes in off the bench at center, Herman Gomez comes in at the four. Mm. There you go. Problem solved. I, I guess it can work. But they got to decide the way. I mean, they did decide to, to waive him, but, I mean, he had Jared Jack, and he's been playing okay. Jack's been playing good. He's been playing good, you know. He just... Sessions has not. Well, he, not, he, has, he stopped playing after the first three games. They're just like, you know, you got to go in a different direction. Let's start Jared Jack here. And so far, they've been playing well. Um, so why do that to Kuz? I loved Kuz. He's actually good. I know. He was actually, like, productive when he came off the bench. He made some shots. Even That's last year, he made some key we're, shots. We're talking about, like, who, do, who stays and who goes. To be honest, I thought he should just wave Noah or buy him out. To. I would love to. I mean, let him go somewhere else. I mean, what, what, I mean, Noah's good. Who, like, maybe the Cavs will take him. I might go to Timberwolves just to be with Tom Tullo and, you know, mentor Carthony Towns and that. those guys. I, I can see that happening. Coach. Yeah, I mean, I can see that happening. Just, I don't know. It's just too many centers, man. They they, they got to figure this out because they're, they're in, like, in the rare situation right now where they have four centers on their roster. I mean, that's too much, in the, especially in the, today's league where you see a lot of guard playing forwards. Absolutely. There's so much front court. And, look, Porzingis is the star. He's on this team. He's trying to be the superstar in a couple of years. And he's not Which at that, he's on road to do. Yeah, he's not at that level yet, but he's also got to have competition because you got the 76ers too, who have been balling, who have won a good game against the Lakers. Joel Embiid had 46 and 14 and 7 and 7, something like that. Nice. Like, he, he's going to have to compete against Joel Embiid in the Eastern Conference for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an interesting matchup, too. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of tough competition. I mean, you got to also see that Hakeem, I mean, I call Joel Hakeem now because he looks like he's Hakeem of oh, his generation. And Porzingis is like either Patrick Ewing or some other stuff. And you got to have to battle with centers again. But that's going to be interesting to see. Um, LeBron, you know, he's going to be there. He's 33 years old. I mean, do you see the Cowboys even being a contender in the playoffs? Like, by that time, are they going to be like a second no, or third no, seed? I don't even – not – LeBron won't be on the Cavs. This year? I mean, we're talking about this year? Yeah. You think um, they're going to be a playoff contender, though, as a high seed? East, as a no, high seed uh, or a low seed? But we're talking about the East. They're gonna, I think they're going to be There's like only a, a couple of teams that are going to beat up in the East. I think they're going to be like a six or seven seed. I can see that. I don't think they're going to. Let's name the seeds right now. Well, Top eight seeds. Well, Boston's one. Boston's one. I mean, based on these standings. Yeah, we don't even have to go into the one. Like, we don't even have to number them. Let's just say who's going to be in. Wizards. I see the Wizards, Boston. Raptors. I definitely see the Raptors. I do see the New- I do see the Knicks. Yeah, they're going to be in I there. do see the Cavs. Um, that's six. That's five. There's three slots left. Bucks, maybe. Maybe. 76ers, maybe? maybe they stay healthy. It. See, like everybody else after that. It's just like whatever. Is a, is a, is a, not even whatever, but it's a it's a hit. Atlanta, maybe? No, Atlanta's been struggling. I think they're like the worst team in, in the Eastern Conference. No, they're the second, second worst team in the Eastern Conference. The Bulls are actually the worst in the Eastern Conference. They have a young squad, though. What about the Heat? The Heat are right now eight, six and eight actually. So maybe they'll be in there. You know, they they still they're not even that far behind from the eighth seed or seventh seed. So they they could win a couple games in a row and they'll be back in that discussion. Mm-hmm. The Knicks are gonna be there. I just don't know what seed they're gonna be. They could be maybe a fourth seed. It could be a fifth seed. I mean, they're fourth seed and they have home field. I mean, home court advantage and they win the first round. Is that a success for the Knicks season? Yes. I think it is. Yes, for for a rookie. Yeah. 
for a rookie uh, point team. guard or rookie point guard or rookie Porzingis. Everything. Yeah, rookie, for a rookie everything. Like for a brand new team that just started playing together, essentially, and they make it out of the second. If they get, if they make it out of the second round, I consider that a successful season. I mean, my face the Celtics in the second round if the Celtics are still number one, and I don't think they're gonna I, beat them. But I totally yeah, they, consider that. Yeah, uh, I told. I would totally tip my hat to the season. That's a good season. Now, if they're a third seed. Like, and and the, the Pistons are still second or the Raptors are second, they have a chance to actually go far. I mean, for all we know, the Cavaliers could be the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, which means that they'll be matching up with the, the Celtics in the second round. And, out of here. Yeah, and, and they could be out in, this, in that round. Maybe the Celtics will advance and everything. And what if the Knicks, they're a third seed, and they beat the second seed, whoever it is, the Pistons or the Raptors or whatever. And they beat them in the second round. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you see the Knicks and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. That'll be the biggest super ups- successful season. Yeah, that'll be the biggest surprise in the NBA season. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even get me if, if they didn't make it. And th- but the thing will get me mad is that they they don't make it out of the Eastern Conference Finals, even though they, even though they have no shot against the Warriors and shit. I mean, if they make it, of course. But that'll be crazy. I'd love it. I, I definitely I want I want to see that because. I think the Knicks, for them to go far, to, to to at least make it to the playoffs, but they keep playing the way they're playing right now. I mean, right now they're seventh in assists. They're averaging twenty, almost 24 assists a game as a team. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And their scoring is, is okay. Their rebounding is okay. Uh, defensively, I think efficiently, efficiency, I saw they're ranked fifth in the, in the NBA. Like, they're actually good, but they just got to do it consistently. Which is coming. It, we're still very early in the season. We are. And, and that's why I'm not too worried about it. Because I know for one thing, they got to step up. Eventually, um, Porzingis is going to have these 30-point games again. I know yeah. he's been struggling right now. I think he's just been a little worn out. That's yeah, why, yeah, that's wait what, for it. That's why they're, they're just not really worried well, about Hardaway's it. Well, about to start taking well, weight take off. Really, really like, stepping into it. His defense is you know, something yeah. that they're starting to lean on. I, want, I don't know what the hell Beasley is doing. I don't know what happened. I thought he was actually going to be good, at least off the bench, you know. I don't know what the hell things. Beasley is doing, man. It's no clue. crazy. I just never saw that coming. I thought he was actually going to play. Like, he's just talking crap or talking smack about, oh, I'm going to average this and that. And it's yeah, like, yeah, nothing. There's, there's, there's players here who can all average yeah. 30 points a game. It's like nothing. And nothing's come from I mean, Harway has to be playing... The Kobe role to Porzingis. That's what he needs to do. Because mm-hmm. Porzingis to be that type of Shaq player, a center, whatever, to dominate the game, whatever it's shooting or going inside and all that. And Harwin just be playing that Kobe role. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong at all. I mean, Kobe had shots. I mean, he had like 25, 30 point games like Harwin could be doing too with his team. I um, mean, he has that that potential to do it. I don't. I, you know, to be honest, he might be in the All Star conversation too. I mean, who else is good in the, in the East in the shooting guard position? I mean, maybe the Pistons with Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. The, uh, the Raptors with the Rosen. Oh yeah, yeah. But he can still be in that conversation as a reserve, maybe. If mentioned. if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I don't think he'll be a starter. But he could definitely be maybe a reserve, maybe for for the for the you know for the East. Could definitely see that. Totally. Um, Porzingis definitely gonna make it this year. The way he keeps playing, he's gonna make it this year. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be shocked if he doesn't make it this year. I mean, he he's definitely got to be an all-star this year. Fragni Aquila is going to make that rookie sophomore game if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Because now, now he's playing better than Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball is just it's horrible right now. Yeah. This is this is a guy right now where 
I mean, let's face it. His father has put so much pressure on him in, in this league to be great. Out, out of nowhere, he's like, oh, they're going to make the playoffs in the, in the Western Conference. Well, let me tell you something right now that you guys are probably going to be shocked at that about the Lakers. Because you guys probably think that they were, you know, they sucked. They were like 16 C or they, they, they're like, you know, 15 or whatever. Well, actually 15 because there's only 30 teams in the league. But they like the Mavericks are 2 and 13 with Dennis Smith Jr., which everybody brags about. The Kings are uh, 3 and 11. The Lakers are the left seed in the Western Conference and they're 6 and 9. And they're only about, I'll say, two games back behind the, actually, one game and a half behind the eighth seed. No, nah, look, there's no pipe dream we're saying here that Lakers are going to make the AFC and, and be, uh, you know, a legit playoff contender and get smacked by the Warriors in the first round of the Rockets, wherever it is. But Lonzo Ball, I don't know if he's a bust, but the way he's playing right now, it kind of makes you worry that maybe he's just not, he's just being pressured by too many people and it's getting up to his head now. And that's why you see a lot of point guards going against him and a lot of teams going against him, really. I mean, Luke Walton had to bench him because that's how you know that they're struggling a lot with Lonzo Ball. And, yes, he could get his, his rebounds, he could get an assist, but his shooting, I mean, my goodness, man. This guy's shooting less than 30%. I don't, I don't remember Porzingis shooting 30% his first year. Well, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest fan of um, the Ball family in general. But that's another problem. Everything that happens to these guys, you kind of – you don't wish bad on anybody, but you're not upset when bad happens to them after all the stuff his father well, was like, talking. Like the China thing with his that, sons. See, now, had he just started playing badly when he found out that his brother might do 10 years in prison, I totally understand. Yeah, I get it, yeah. But he's been stinking it up before then. Like, that's his not... His shot is not going in at all. Yeah, the, no. The he's shooting, like, it's not going in. He, he's missing wide open looks. And, I mean, the 76ers game, he got destroyed... By the point guard, we got shot by Ben Simmons, who's like a man basically. Just driving by him and dunking on him, like come on. <laughs> Which I loved. I mean, he literally just drove by. Like Ben Simmons just can't shoot to save his life. Like he's just still learning. But the, this his his way of getting to the basket at will, and you know, pretty much passing it to Joel and B. Like those guys have been playing well together. Mm-hmm. That just makes you worry that can the Lakers even have a future with Lonzo Ball as their franchise player? Or they got to move in a different direction. Well, your man Magic put the farm, bet the farm on him. He did, but it, you know people got to think does that a PR move because his father wanted to be a Laker, or he just didn't pick him. Because look at this, Jason Tatum, who's the third pick out of that draft, is playing better than Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr., which we keep saying because he's the next year to pick them, is playing better than Lonzo Ball. These guys are, are in the draft are playing better than Lonzo Ball. I mean, for some extent, they even said Frank Nikhil is playing better than Lonzo Ball, and he's coming off the bench. And, yeah, his defense is great for Nikhil. His passing is good. You know, he's got to get that scoring up, but he's playing better than Lonzo Ball. I mean, he has a, his plus and minus on the court with the Knicks makes them better defensively than Who's when he's off the bench. Who's not playing better than Lonzo right there? That's what I'm saying. Who's no matter that rookie category. Who's not playing better? I see Lonzo as a good distributor. Yeah, I'm not thinking against him. But he's, he's doing a good he's doing a good job dishing. But he's not no Jason Kidd, man. See, the thing about people saying he's Jason Kidd because of this and that, Jason Kidd was also a good defender. He was a great defender. And he was also a guy who, who will play every possession 100% at the time, doing whatever it takes to win. 
whether it's mm-hmm. getting a rebound, getting assists, but making these these small little plays that make the difference in the game. I mean, that's why they won in 2011 with, against the Heat. He was a big part of that. Um, even before that, he was on the Suns. He was on a lot of, a lot of other teams before he got into the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. But every team he's on, that has an impact, especially the Nets. Because the Nets were anything without Jason Kidd on that team. Oh, yeah, forget about it. But He what, changed he that team. Kerry Kittles and... Yeah, Kenya Martin. Kenya Martin. Yeah, Richard was, Jefferson. Oh, and then when he got with uh, Vince Carter. Yeah, like they were they were good. And it's because of him. They wanted to play with him. And that's why even Kenya Martin said, oh, Lonzo Ball is not Jason Kidd. He's not looking like Jason Kidd. Because yeah. Kenya Martin knows how Jason Kidd is. Mm-hmm. He knows how, you know, how he plays. He knows how he is as a player on the court and off mm-hmm. the court. It's just, I, I'm really worried about Ball because I thought he will be good. But the way he's playing right now, it's almost like, man, man, can, can, can it get any worse shooting 30%, shooting 20-something from, from three? Like, you got to change that shooting form, then. It can. <laughs> it can definitely get worse, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's going to get any better either. Well, I mean, the Lakers are left seat right now. You know, they're okay. They're, they're, just, they're right there. I mean, I thought they would actually be worse, but they're actually left seat right now. So... You know, only time will tell if they actually can make noise and be a contender. Now, there is uh, one topic that we didn't discuss today in this basketball show. I wish you, I wish you, you know, you can say right now. Um, the Gardens Company is putting the New York Liberty on sale to sell to some owner, whoever it is. Does that mean that maybe in the future the New York Knicks will be on sale? The Knicks make way more money than the Liberty. They do. That's true. Way more money. Um, and I don't need to look at the numbers to tell you that. Uh, I would hope. <laughs> I would. I would pray. You think that he would sell? Put the Knicks on sale. He would to sell somebody? the Knicks and maybe just get out of the way. Who would buy them though? That's the Did question. He? Really? He asked to. You think that he, he was wants trying to? Did he want to buy the Knicks? He said it. He said it a while ago. I just don't money. know if he has the uh, billions to do it. I don't think he has the money to do it. But they have investment groups. It wouldn't be just him by himself. So it be somebody else with them. Like, you know what What would be my dream? Oh. He and Jay-Z go But Jay-Z already got the nuts, though. No, he sold it. Oh, he sold it, yeah. He's, he's not because he wanted to be a sports. Um, but Jay-Z just he's not, he's not, finds a way. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's part of that. I think, if anything, you know who should buy it with him? Nas, maybe. I, I don't know if Nas has the bread. To, well, Nas could be in the investment group. Yeah. But Diddy is an owner of the Knicks. How much he's net worth is right now? First of all, he can't know less about basketball than Dolan. Well, that's true. Let's just start there. He doesn't know less than, than Dolan because Dolan seems to know nothing. <laughs> he only knows hockey, that's all. Right. Diddy would know how to get out of the way and let people who know run the, run the thing. I would be cool with anybody else, honestly, on it. Like, I don't, I don't know where you can go bad. Phil Jackson? No. <laughs> but him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let LeBron come buy the team. You know, he always wanted to buy a team. He was talking about trying to buy the Cavs. He's not gonna, that's not going to happen. Let him come buy I the mean, Knicks. unless the people would vote that he Let Shaq vote. buy the Knicks. He's not going to buy the Knicks. Patrick Ewing? No. He definitely can. He could, he's but coaching. he doesn't have the money, though. Yeah, Shaq is closer to the money than, than Pat. And anyone, anyone that's closer to the money right now is, is Diddy. The guy is worth, like, $800 million, No, and he's Michael making Jordan a lot. already owns a team. Well, yeah, Michael Jordan, too. He's not going to buy it, though. He's not going to buy He's going to buy two teams? Hey! Damn. 
That's a lot of money if he didn't do that. Hey, he's the first. He's a billionaire. He's a certified billionaire. I mean, who who will be a good candidate, though? That's the question. We said Diddy. Maybe we said Diddy, Jordan. Jordan, I don't don't know. Maybe. Diddy and Jordan. I think Jordan could actually do something with the Knicks. You Um, think so? Yeah, totally. Or just make them worse? It's hard to be worse than what we've been lately. LeBron? No. He's not even retired yet. Yeah. Well, not lately. I'll take that back. This the, what about um, what about like just big corporation people in general, like an Apple owner or something? Who's, that? Who's the Apple guy? Didn't he already buy the, the Clippers? Oh no, no, that's um, it's a Microsoft. I forgot his name. Steve Baldwin. Yeah, I think that's his name. Steve Baldwin. There's, there's so many. Ca- maybe I mean, do you think it could be a rapper that buys the Knicks? Or I think it's anybody with the money, man. Anybody with the money. Who has the most money in the league? And could it be an actor? Sure. Or an NFL owner that used to be sure. an NFL owner? NFL owners, for sure. Why not? I mean, I could see, I could see an NFL owner maybe buying it. Yeah, totally. Who, who's, what, what would stop them? The but can, is, there, is there any rule that says you can only own one franchise at a time? No, I mean, if you have the money. Then they, the owners think of owning teams as nothing. They think of it as like a little hobby. You know, like a little. You know what they think of it? I think it's a good comparison. Or a good analogy. They think of owning a team as if you're owning a toy. This is my toy. Oh, I'm playing with it, whatever. I don't care. It's right here. I, next toy. They don't care about it's like too an much. Xbox. Yeah, like an Xbox. They think of it as an Xbox or PlayStation. You know, I'm playing here, whatever. I'm, I'm done. I'm taking a break. I don't care about it. I'll see you I'll in a week or later. two. Yeah. Like, th- that's what they think of it. They're not, really, they're not really concerned about the whole thing. You know, I just think that they just own a team it's their little hobby they have other investments and other businesses they don't really care like that mm-hmm. that's the way I see it yeah it makes sense so if Diddy somehow bought the Knicks they just think he just think of it like that or that as part be, of the group that would be so dope what, be so what, what if Beyonce bought it that would be excellent as long as, they, as long as she didn't change the uniforms to something ridiculous I like, guess. Don't, don't girl out the uniforms they don't need to be pink and blue like rose colored anything just don't don't screw with the the manliness of the game just leave it alone but right. I, i'd be quite happy if beyonce i'd be happy if beyonce and jay decided to buy the knicks if they just brought it as a couple that'd be great <laughs> beyonce jay and diddy own the knicks that's awesome i still think i think Nas. i think Nas could be in that conversation jay can't he's a sports agent no no we covered that <laughs> yeah we said that already um peanut no no I think yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Nas was in this too. Because he's got he's, he's got, got the New York money. Guy. You know what? I would be happy if a rapper brought the Knicks just to change the music. Change the music? The one have you ever been to the Barclays Center when the Nets are playing? Yeah. The music is awesome. Everything they play is fantastic. You go to the garden and all you hear is meh, 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 meh. Or Y'all ready for this? Like all the worst songs that we are all tired of hearing that yeah. only only people know is sports is from sports arenas. And maybe then little white kids would stop dabbing every time the camera hit them looking crazy. Because they'd actually be playing MOP or or Illmatic or New York State of Mind. Like, please, Jesus. It's the one thing Barclays. That's why I'll go to. I, I don't. I'm not a Nets fan. I root for the Nets. I want to see them do good because it's, it's a New York franchise. But I I go. I would much rather every day 
go to the Barclays Center and watch basketball than I would the Garden because the music is phenomenal. It's all great music as opposed to, y'all ready for this? You can blame Dolan for that. I do blame Dolan for that. I blame Dolan for everything that happens wrong with the Knicks. It's completely Even the medical fault. staff is bad. I just, I just want him to sell the team. You know the medical staff hasn't changed since he's there? It's been the same medical staff. It's because he doesn't think it's important. It is important. Like, like first, why don't you just hire a new staff and get a better, like, ones that actually work? Like, you're in New York City. You can for get, that, like, the best one. Care. For that, he would have to care. But you're in New York. You get the best medical staff. For that, he would have to care. Like the Suns have the best medical staff in the league. The Los Angeles Lakers are actually pretty decent, at least. They're and both good. of those teams suck. Yeah, but Los Angeles has always been a winning city, right? Winning franchise. Dolan's not interested in winning. He's I mean, Magic Johnson is is there right now, and so far he's been okay. I guess we don't know what he's gonna be, but yeah, like we said, we don't we don't know who the owner's gonna be for the Knicks. I just hope it's not Dolan. Because if this is for real with the Liberty on sale, I mean, I could see the, maybe the Knicks being on sale too. That's not now, but in the future. I mean, eventually he's going to give it up. Does he have kids? Yeah, he has kids. I think he has Correct. kids. Let me we, see. We may not get rid of the Dolan Although, name yeah, I, I think, you know, it's funny though. His father was the owner of the Knicks before he was the owner. Yeah, but so. his father was about the game. His father did good. Uh, I don't see anything about him having kids, but he does have a wife, though. But I don't think the wife's going to be in that conversation anyway. Oh, what about Charles Oakley? He does, does not have the money. Well, he's not the money, but, man. Yeah, former Nick owned, owned him. I'll I'll be, I'll be good. I would be cool if the former championship level team of the Knicks all got together, pulled their money, and, and brought the, with the team. Spreewell, Allen Houston... Patrick Ewan, John Starks. No, matter of fact, give me the team that used to go up against um, Mike. You know give who's me Harper, <laughs> oh Harper, God. Starks, Mason. Well, they just all combined by the day. Yeah, like all of them just put their money in. And, you yeah. know what would be good too? Um, Walt Clyde Frazier. Oh, yeah. I could own the oh, Knicks. Yeah. Cause then we could have Clyde's wine and dine serving the food. And if you've ever been to that restaurant, oh yeah, yeah I've been there. It's lit. It's crazy good, it's man. Lit. It's some good food. It's so there, it's so good. Like, but it's just it's so expensive, but it's so good at the same time. Yeah, at least it's worth it. The basketball court that's like there to shoot around and stuff. That was fun. At least it's worth it. I went to um a real expensive steakhouse, STK. Oh yeah, that's expensive. Um, yeah, crazy expensive, mediocre food. Mediocre food, just mediocre. That's right. what everybody keeps saying when they're at STK. And it was it, a, it it's was a okay. leak in the ceiling. Yeah, I heard it's okay. The food. There was a leak in the ceiling. Like I kept getting splashed by like some random foreign <laughs> water. There's like little sprinkles. I kept looking around for it, and then I realized like the ceiling is literally. It's from the bathroom. I was you. You never know, dude. You you just I could not focus on it. But the food was not that great. But to be honest, I've had better food at like Red Lobster. <laughs> Which is a damn shame. That's not good I, it's, it's like a quarter of the price. Oh my god. Me, me, and a date, two hundred dollars, two fifty, something like that. See, is it where Groupon comes in, where you can save a lot oh, more yeah. money? I don't, I don't know if those places do Groupon. There's some good steakhouses that do Groupon. They do the, like those four course meals, though. It's pretty good. I'm hey, listen. All I can tell you is what happened on this. It, okay, let me be all the way fair to STK. Our food didn't come up to two hundred dollars. Our food didn't come up to two eighty. That's what it was at the end. Our food it was two eighty per person. Our food didn't come up to two eighty. I mean two eighty per group. It was it was all couples. We were all coupled up, so it was two eighty per group. Our food didn't come up to two eighty. 
um, our food with everyone else's food split evenly, plus all their drinks came up to 280. Because they were drinking and we weren't. And they were drinking like ridiculous stuff and I don't drink. Which is why I never split the bill with anyone I go out with. Because everyone I know drinks liquor and I don't. And it automatically adds 25% to my bill. Like my bill by itself was probably closer to 130, 140, 150. It doubled with the amount of liquor that the other people drank. Everybody had like two, three drinks apiece. My bill doubled because I had to split it with everybody else, which I will never in life do again. The only reason I did it this night is because of my brother's uh, engagement dinner. He proposed to his girlfriend. She said yes. So it was an engagement dinner, and I didn't want to be the guy who's like, nope, not paying for you, dude. Like, instead, <laughs> it was like, okay, by all rights, we should be buying their meal. We're bringing them out for an engagement. But, yeah. then it, but it was their idea. So it was like, okay, everybody just, you know, we'll split the bill even. And I didn't want to be that guy. I will never do that with them again. <laughs> like, never, ever in life will I do that again. Ever. Yeah. Ever, 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 ever. How many bottles of wine are you guys going to get? How many separate drinks did you get at the yeah, bar? And then I've been that. drinking cranberry juice all night. And I gotta, <laughs> my bill balloons because I'm splitting all the drinks. Like, no. Never happen again. Yeah, but congratulations crazy. to Blitz Creek and Laura. Um, much, much happiness to the two of you. But, yeah, I will, I will never split money with you again. <laughs> Just got to be careful with that when you have groups because they tend to, to be sneaky with the money. They're like, oh, you know, you guys, they're paying everything. We're just chilling here and we'll pay tip if anything. Yeah, everybody That's turns it. into a mathematician when the bill comes. Oh, yeah. Every time I look at this bill, I remember when we do group group dinners, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, how is this possible? I'm like, I bought one thing here. How is this possible? And I look at this. I look at that. And I'm like, come on. Oh, dude, I went out with this one girl and we did the group thing. And group when I tell you work. they tried to kill me, $70 for me by myself, and the only thing I had had was um, two appetizers and water, <laughs> and they wanted me to pay like 70 bucks. Yeah, that's why I hate too. When you do these group dinners, right, you buy like one thing, when they bought multiple things, you got to put in more money for them. Yeah. I'm like, this is why I want separate checks when you do group dinners, like just my check, your check, whatever. Because uh, these people be so sneaky with the dinner. That's why I hate doing group dinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, we got way off of sports. <laughs> no, we did. Walt's, Walt's wine and dine turned into all this stuff. But yes, we would like somebody else to buy the Knicks. In summary, we would like somebody else to own the Knicks. Um, we think LeBron is a crybaby. We think the Lakers are bumming it out. We think Frank needs to score a lot more. It's still early in the season. We, we, think, Chris Stops, we think Chris Stops is on his way to being an all-star. Definitely a lock. We think Hardaway is earning his money. We think Noah needs to be cut waived or brought out and we also agree that it's super early in the season so yeah. there we go that that sums up our complete and total basketball talk for the day yeah Celtics are 14 and 2 we'll see if they keep winning although based on the schedule it looks like I don't even know if they're going to lose a game they might win more we think the Celtics are good but we also think that the Warriors played bad so then there's that but they might be better than anybody in the East of Celtics the I think they, they are I think they are They'll beat the Cavaliers. Probably. I think if, is is Haywood supposed to come back this year or no? No, he's not. Yeah, he's I not, think he's not so. going to come. But if he did, I think they could beat the Warriors. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he's one piece. 
but he's also like he's a good piece, but he's not like a. a piece and we that also have to top. keep in mind we haven't seen the Cavs at full strength yet because Isaiah hasn't come back. But even with Isaiah coming back, I just don't think it's good enough. I just still I think they'll be better. Scoring wise, yeah, yeah, but not better. defensively. They're gonna be the same, the who, same crap they've been who, for the past couple knows? of seasons. Who, I, I just like we don't know what it's gonna look like with him in there. Their so defense we'll is slow. That's why that make that Knicks loss so irritating to me because on Monday, I mean they lost. You know they lost by whatever three or four against the Cavaliers, mm-hmm. and and they just stink. They're old. They could just score on them. They just use that flag talent to score with them. Then Wednesday, which is a good win for them, they need to win on Wednesday because if they didn't win that, then it'll be a letdown, it'll be a trap game for them, which yeah. it w- almost was because the Jazz were like killing them with all these threes and everything. <laughs> but they won the game, and that's what matters. But the Knicks have been winning. They're seven and three at home. Just keep it up. Just win on the road now. That's all they got to do. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. They gotta at least be five hundred on the road. They can't Dennis be this Smith, this one and three. Frank, look at Dennis. Look at your fellow rookie, and, and get offensive minded. Like he I is. think Frank's just like a passing guy. It's just how he is. He's got to learn to score. He's got to learn to score. He's got he's got to be a threat. Otherwise, he's in handicap. He has a good team. jump shot. It's kind of a soft touch. Which is why they keep screaming at him to shoot. I know they, they do. It's, it's a the soft main touch. reason they're upset about it. Nobody thinks he can't shoot. They think he doesn't shoot. If Courtney Lee found it in him to start shooting again, you well, definitely he had to, to because Carmelo when Carmelo and Rose left, I think he had to take more of that leadership role and type of, you know, help out the rookies and help out the young stars, help out Porzingis and be more of a scorer. And he's definitely doing all of the above and defensive minded. He's playing better defensively this year than yeah, last year. Jumping in the lanes, yeah. He's forcing turnovers, like yeah, no, totally, absolutely. He's playing better defensively this season than I last year. I need Kylo Quinn to make better decisions. <laughs> Yeah, because he tends to do overpass too much. I like him, but he, he, he makes really, really dumb decisions. He'll go to double. There's times he just looks lost out there. I need him to make better decisions. And I foul. need Doug to keep doing exactly what he's doing. I need um Courtney Lee to keep doing exactly what he's doing. I need yeah. Cantor to keep doing exactly need what he's Hardaway doing. Keep doing what he's doing. I need Hardaway to keep doing exactly what he's doing. Definitely need Porzingis to keep doing it. I need Porzingis to do what he's doing but be able to do less of it because I don't want to wear him out. Yeah. That's so, why he's not overtraining a lot like last season. I think last season is the reason why he got injured because he overtrained a lot yeah. and he pushed himself. And this season he's taking care of his body. He actually had, I think, one of his trainers from Latvia to help him out on... He put on some weight. Yeah, on diet, on sleeping, and all that stuff. So that helps him out a lot. But he's playing like a star right now. He's actually playing better than Carnton Downs right now. Even though Carnegie Towns awesome. has, even though Carnegie Towns has more talent on the team now with Jimmy Butler and Wiggins, but still playing pretty well. Um, I can't wait to see that matchup early uh, Timberwolves with um, Porzingis and Towns again, because that's going to be probably a rivalry we're not going to see much mm-hmm. if, unless they meet in the finals or something like that. Then you know that'll be a rivalry, but we'll see. Well, that's going to do for today's show, guys. We talk a lot of basketball, a little Justice League. I'm watching that tonight. Hopefully, it's good. I hope it's good. God willing. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it in Lincoln Square, so that, that has to be good. It, it can't be worse than watching it in the regular so theater. Hmm? It's only about so much you can suck. Yeah. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You're going to watch it tonight. I'm going to catch it this weekend. It's going to be fine. It's I'm inter- probably going to go see it Saturday. What I've heard is entertaining. So, yeah, no, so I can't good. see it Saturday. I'm probably going to go see it Sunday. I'm going to reward myself for doing some charity work. Shout out to Hashtag Lunch Bag. Um, Sunday at noon, I'll be over there bagging up food for the homeless <laughs> and taking it out to people. And then as soon as that's done, I'm going to treat myself with an afternoon matinee of Justice League. I don't know who's going with me. If I have to go by myself, that's fine. But I'm definitely going to see that movie on Sunday. Reclining seats? I don't care. 
I'm not that fancy of a guy. I don't want to do reclining seats necessarily because I don't want to fall asleep during the movie. I don't want to get so comfortable that I just doze off. The movie can be great, and I'll do. I dozed off during Avengers One because I got super comfortable in reclining seats, and it, it was like a, kind of a rough day. How can you fall asleep with all that explosion? And Look stuff? at me. That's that's my whole point. It's it has nothing to do with the movie and everything to do with me. I can't be super comfortable, laid up, feet back, just ate. Like you're asking for a nap, and I only dozed off for like maybe. Five minutes tops, like I just doze and pop back up, but I totally doze off, dude. <laughs> so yeah, Justice League this weekend, y'all go see it. Spare me your critiques; I don't want to hear it. Moranis Ten doesn't want to hear it either. He doesn't care what you think. He's going to see it. Don't don't stop him from going to see it. Don't try and talk me out of going to see it. We're going to see this movie. That's that. In the meantime, in between time. Yeah, that's gonna do for this show, guys. You can follow me at Moranis Ten. I'm at Mr. Mech M R N E C C. All social media. That's time for four three sixty, and this is all the latest episodes on our SoundCloud account. See you, see you actually in two weeks. Cause happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll see you back on December if anything. Yeah, we'll see you in December. Okay.